Red Salute, welcome to the Manifestering Podcast. If you want to support this project, which allows me more time to produce and release content, you can do so on my website, manifestoringpodcast.com. There's a link to my Patreon, as well as a donation button that allows you to just donate through the site itself. You can also do so on my anchor.fm page, just search for Manifestoring Podcast. Thanks so much for helping me keep revolutionary media alive. Hey comrades, welcome to another episode of the Red Spark Wrap-Up. On this episode, we'll be covering the latest news concerning the ongoing people's war in India, including a few headlines about successful offensives that have taken place, the unfortunate news about the loss of members of the CPI Maoist cadre during a firefight with police, and the latest updates concerning the legal situation of political prisoner and poet V.B. Rao. One thing I meant to mention before the last episode covering the Philippines, I want to apologize in advance for butchering the names of any comrades or locations with my pronunciations. It's definitely a work in progress to say the least, and hopefully something that should improve over time. If you have any feedback on the show or any of my projects, the best place to reach me is on Twitter at ManifestPod. I have an Instagram page as well, but I'm not terribly active there. So all that being said, without further ado, here's another episode of the Red Spark Wrap-Up. CPI Maoist Squad Carry Out Sabotage Attack in Aurangabad District Aurangabad District, November 23, 2021 A squad of CPI Maoist cadres blew up a mobile tower in a community center come Panchayat, Bawan, in Bihar's Aurangabad District Monday night, police said on Tuesday. The blasts were triggered during the 72-hour bund call given by the party in four states, Bihar, Jharkhand, Chhattisgarh, and Uttar Pradesh to protest the arrest of CPI Maoist Politburo member Prashant Bose, alias Kishan Da, his wife Sheila Morandi, and four aides in the Saraikila district in the encounter Maraharashtra's Gadchiroli on November 13th where 26 Maoists were killed. Scores of CPI Maoist cadres entered Jurahi village, falling under Madanpur police station in Arangubad district, which is close to the Jharkhand border, just past midnight and blew up the community center building in a mobile tower, said Arangubad SP Kantaj Mishra on Tuesday. The SP added that though the tower was badly damaged, no one was injured as the building was empty when the high-intensity blast occurred. The Maoists later disappeared into the nearby forest, raising slogans against the government and security forces. According to villagers, the attack was apparently aimed at snapping telecom network to disrupt flow of information about their activities to security agencies. Meanwhile, the 72-hour bun call given by the Maoists, which began from November 22nd through the 23rd, evoked mixed response in the state. Though normal life was hit in some rural areas, urban areas were largely unaffected. In Barachadi and Shrigadi subdivision of Gaia district, shops and business establishments were closed, and traffic, including on the 100-kilometer stretch of Grand Turk Road, NH2, was very thin. Several markets in Rangubad, Arwal, Jahanabad, Nawada, Jumai, Laksarai, and Munger districts remained closed. Quote, the state police headquarters had directed all superintendents of police to be on high alert and increase vigilance on soft targets like railway tracks and government installations across the state, unquote, said a senior police official of state police headquarters. Rail divisions across the state have also been asked to stay on alert during the 72-hour bond. 
The rail section, which are most likely to be worst affected, are Kewl and Jaja, falling under Danapur Division, and the Pandit Dean Dayal Upadhyay Sasaram Gaya Rail Section, falling under Donbad Division, said Chief Public Relations Officer CPRO of East Central Railway. Rajesh Kumar, the Chief Public Relations Officer of East Central Railway, said that the speed of trains in sensitive areas has been reduced to 75 km per hour from the normal 110 through 130 km per hour after a squad of CPI Maoist cadres blew up a portion of the railway track at Lathar in West Singbum districts on Saturday. According to the CPRO, speed restrictions between 7 p.m. to 6 a.m. and deployment of RPF and GRP personnel in important trains are among several safety steps that railways will implement during this period. Earlier on Saturday, suspected members of banned CPI Maoists blew up portions of railway tracks at Lathar and West Singbum districts and disrupted train services on Barkakanagarwa and Howrah Mumbai routes. Quote, railway tracks and bridges have been put under strict vigil from security point of view. Day and night patrolling has also been intensified. All necessary precautions are being taken to run passenger and goods trains safely, unquote, Rajesh said. RPF Security Commissioner IGS Mayank said an advisory has been issued and security personnel have been directed to focus on the Grand Cord Line, which runs from Asanal to Dean Dayal Upadye junctions via Donbad and Gaya districts. CPI Maoist Squad blow up newly constructed police station in Gumla District. Gumla District, November 26, 2021. The newly constructed police station building of Kurumgar and Jharkhand's Gumla district has been partially damaged when a squad of CPI Maoist cadres tried to blow it up, a police officer said on Friday. About 35% of the building, where 80% of the work had been done, was damaged in the attack that took place on Thursday night, the officer said. A poster left by the Maoists at the spot described the attack as a protest against the arrest of party leaders Prashant Bose, alias Kishan Da, and Sheila Morande by Jharkhand police. Workers involved in the construction of the police station stated that around midnight, 50 armed cadres of the CPI Maoists reached the area of the attack and asked the workers to immediately leave the spot. After the workers had cleared the blast radius, the Maoists blew up the police station, after which the Maoists fled the scene. On Friday morning, the officer in charge of the Karamgar police station informed the district officials and also the police headquarters. Raids are being conducted to nab the Maoists, Gumla Superintendent of Police, at Shamwa Karib said. A three-day bund called by the Maoists across four states ended on Thursday night. CPI Maoists demand that their arrested cadres be produced before court immediately. Vishakhapatnam District, November 27, 2021. The CPI Maoists has demanded that the three members of their party, who were reportedly taken into custody on November 21st by the police, be produced before the court immediately. In an audio clip released late on Friday night, a party member on behalf of the Secretary Andra Odisha Border, AOB East Division, Comrade Aruna, has claimed that their three comrades Rame, Sangeeta, and Devi, and another girl who had accompanied them on a work mission, were taken into custody on November 21st near Saparla area under GK Vita police station limits in Andhra Pradesh. They also allege that the arrest was done based on specific intelligent inputs from the police informants. They claim that their arrested cadres are being held by the SIB, State Intelligence Bureau, and are being interrogated. The Maoists also claim that in the event of their death or any kind of injury to them, the police will be held responsible. However, the district police neither denied nor accepted it. 
Sources in the police say that they might have walked out of the movement and may have wanted to surrender. It was also learned that Rame is of Area Committee member ACM rank in the party. CPI Maoist cadres carry out sabotage operation on railway line in Dantawada District. Dantawada District, November 27, 2021. 18 wagons and three locomotives of a goods train derailed on the Kirindol Visakhapatnam railway section in Chattisgarh's Dantawande district after cadres of CPI Maoist uprooted railway tracks, a police official said on Saturday. No casualty was reported in the incident that took place in a forest area around 8.30 p.m. on Friday. However, the movement of trains was disrupted between Jagdalpur and Kirindol, he said. Quote, Maoist uprooted tracks between Bonsi and Kamalur stations, causing 18 wagons and three engines of a goods train to derail, unquote. Dantawada Superintendent of Police, Abshek Palava, said. The train, loaded with iron ore, was on its way to Visakhapatnam from Bacheli, he said, adding that there was no report of any casualty in the incident. A team of security personnel and railway staffers rushed to the spot to restore services, which will take some time, the official said. According to the police, the Bairamgar Area Committee of the CPI Maoist had put up banners at the spot, giving a call to observe a day-long bund on Saturday to protest against the incident that took place in Maharashtra's Gadchiroli, wherein 26 Maoists, including a top leader, Milan Teltumbe, were killed in an encounter with the police on November 13th. CPI Maoist cadre killed during firefight with police in Balangir District. Belongir District, November 28, 2021. A cadre of the CPI Maoist has been killed in a gunfight with Odisha Police in Belongir District, police said on Sunday. Director General of Police Abhe, who visited the district, said that an armed squad of CPI Maoist cadres, numbering around six to eight, opened fire on police personnel while they were conducting a combing operation in a forested area in Kopracol on Saturday night. Quote, the police team retaliated, and in the ensuing gun battle, one Maoist identified as Shankar, area committee member of Bolingir, Bargar, Mahasaman division of the group, was killed. The remaining Maoists managed to escape, and a search operation has been launched to capture them, unquote, he said. Abhe also interacted with the team that conducted the operation. The Odisha police, in a Twitter post, said that the arms and ammunition and Maoist literature has been seized from the spot. CPI Maoist expels senior leader Kobad Gandhi for anti-party activities. Warangal District, November 30, 2021 The CPI Maoist has expelled its Politburo member and senior Maoist leader Kobad Gandhi, accusing him of abandoning the dialectical and historical materialism principles of Marxism and class struggle, and for, quote, selecting the way of getting happiness through mysticism, unquote. In a press release dated November 27, 2021, Party National Spokesperson Comrade Abhe said that the Central Committee was expelling Kobad Gandhi from the CPI Maoist for his anti-party activities, mainly for writing a book named Fractured Freedom, a prison memoir, and released it in 2021 after his release from jail in 2019, and announced that they would soon release an answer to the Kobad's Fractured Freedom, a prison memoir. Comrade Abhe also stated that the party had understood that Kobad Gandhi was completely separated from Marxism-Leninism-Maoism, MLM. Quote, he, Kobod, also stated that these three aspects of life that have been woven into any project for change that did not reflect in his 40-year revolutionary life, 
so put this as a goalpost before going to change the world. He is also saying that the essence should be grasped from the bourgeoisie moral stories. In this way, by selecting the idealist path, he is dishonestly saying that there is no happiness and freedom in the Marxist way of practice, that is why Marxism has failed in reaching its target, unquote. Comrade Abhe said, accusing him of wrongly explaining and commenting on Marxism, Leninism, and Maoism. Quote, the Kobod's mysticism is only related to the feudal and bourgeoisie ideology, but has no relation to Marxism, which is more specific in philosophical aspect. Kobod followed Naxalbari politics for more than 40 years and continued as the CC member of the CPI-ML People's Work Group, PWG, and acted as a Maharashtra State Committee member and later continued as the Politburo member of CPI Maoist until his arrest in 2019. He has lost integrity and tried to satisfy the ruling classes. After releasing from jail, he did not contact the party without discussing the party and violating the party constitution, democratic centralism, and ideological principles, he wrote and released the book. This is all displaying the anarchist tendencies in Kobod Gandhi. By this book, he is trying to inculcate pessimism in the revolutionary camp and false allegations against the Maoist party, unquote, Comrade Abhe said. Quote, when the fascist Modi government is trying hard to root out the revolutionary movement until 2022, by intensifying the Samadhan Prehar military campaign, Kobad released this book in the service of the ruling class. He explained in the book that he had a good companion with the criminal world and jail authorities and had a comfortable life in prison. Without shame, he openly praised the criminal gangs and jail authorities. He falsely alleged that the Maoists had close links with the mafia and often led them in jail, unquote, he said. Quote, by rejecting the revolutionary politics, he has stepped into the mire of bourgeoisie idealism. He belongs to an upper-middle-class family. He came into the party from the national bourgeoisie class. He has grown up in the corporate world. He studied in Dune School. He also studied in London for some time. He was influenced by the Naxalbari movement and ultimately joined in the revolutionary movement. He emerged as one of the leading members of the Maharashtra movement. He studied Marxism-Leninism in the library in London, where Karl Marx had studied at the Duden School. But he failed in applying the theory to the concrete conditions, unquote, the CPI Maoist spokesperson said. Quote, After 40 years, he, Kobod, went back to the rotten semi-feudal, semi-colonial system of society. He is saying that this return is a great happening. Kobod joined with those Marxists like Bernstein and Denge that were agreeing with Marxism in words and opposing the main principles of Marxism in deeds. So the Central Committee is expelling Kobod Gandhi from the party, unquote, Comrade Abhe added. Bombay High Court postpones political prisoner Varavara Rao's surrender date till December 20th. Mumbai, December 3rd, 2021. The Bombay High Court on Friday extended the time to return to jail for Elgar Parashid accused Varavara Rao till December 20th. The extension was granted after the Nanavati Hospital informed that it needs two weeks' time to schedule and conduct a comprehensive medical examination of the Telugu poet and political prisoner for various ailments. The court also sought a schedule of the test from the hospital, which has to be given to Rao's counsel as well as NIA in advance, and also sought a medical report on completion of examination before the next hearing. Mr. Rao, who has been granted medical bail for six months on February 22nd, had earlier been allowed extension from time to time. The High Court, on November 18th, while hearing Rao's plea seeking extension of bail term, has directed Nanavate Hospital to examine Rao, who has said he suffers from several ailments, and submit a report before the next hearing on November 29th. 
Therefore, the High Court on November 29th directed the NIA to take Rao to Nanavati Hospital for medical examination after his counsels complained that despite the November 18th High Court order, the respondents had not taken him to the private hospital. High Court extended till December 6th the time to Rao to return to jail. On Friday, Rao's advocate, Anand Grover, informed a division bench of Justices Nateen M. Jamdar and Sarong V. Kotwal that NIA has not yet followed up as per High Court order, and the same is, quote, very serious, unquote. However, advocate Sandesh Patil for NIA objected to this and submitted that the private hospital had sought time for examination. Apoorva Srivastava, assistant general manager of the Nanavati Hospital, told the court that Rao needs to be seen by a neurologist, nephrologist, and psychiatrist, among others, to examine his medical condition, and therefore the hospital requires two weeks' time to comply with the high court order. Patil submitted that while Rao and his plea had raised concerns pertaining to a cataract, appendix, and hernia, under the high court's directive, he wanted to undergo all kinds of tests and let the medical examination be confined to the relief sought by him. However, the court said that only doctors will be able to convey as to whether Rao continues to be unwell, and based on that, it can decide his plea. Patil, on instructions from the Nanavati Hospital, submitted that the applicant will be examined comprehensively at the agency's expense, and a report will be submitted by December 16th. Grover said that once the hospital prepares a schedule of the test to be conducted on Rao, the same be given to Rao's lawyer and NIA, which the High Court accepted and posted further hearing on Rao's plea to December 17th. The court extended time to surrender for Rao till December 20th. Rao's plea said that the six-month period following his release from jail has ended on September 5th, and he continues to suffer from various ailments that require treatment. The 81-year-old added that medical reports show he has asymptomatic Parkinson's disease, neurological ailments, and severe abdomen pain, showing evidence of umbilical hernia. The High Court had earlier set a condition that Rao would not leave the city. Rao also sought modification of the condition seeking that he be allowed to return to Telangana.